Hello, Sugar Club! This is the moment you've all been waiting for. We're about to pick some winners. Ah, no, come on, that's bullshit. That's, that's bullshit. Why is Johnny here? <laughs> why is, yeah, why is Johnny, why is Johnny here? here? Sick Patrick's mic up there. He just, he's just had the best line of the night. We're about to pick some winners! That's more like it. All right, we do are I, here tonight. Do you want me to leave now? Or, you know? <laughs> yeah, well, that would be good. I mean, I, I, I see who your tip is, Johnny. I know what you're doing. Um, we'll get to that in just a minute. Okay, so we are here to go through the card for the Dublin Racing Festival. Two amazing days of racing. Tavi, we were just chatting there. You were saying that um, this was a big success last year. Oh, it was, and I suppose, look, you could have been worried it, may, it might look like it was going to be close enough to, Ch to the Shetland Festival, but this has taken on its own. Um, its own identity, and um, obviously, look it, again this year it is supported with, an, with, you know, the cream, the crop, crop really. And I see there's a couple of very talented uh, English horses coming over as well, which is great. Yeah, that's a good sign when you start seeing the prize money is enough to tempt the English horses, because that's what we want to see. We want to see that rivalry established on Irish soil and see where we can kind of what we can glean from that, right? Yeah, that's right. I suppose the English, um, the, the prize money would be a long way behind us, but I thought maybe the they um, they would send uh, more horses over, but uh, you know, they, they, they are, there is talks of a, a couple of very talented English horses to come over. They're mi they're missing a trick there because, like, obviously Brexit is in the news the whole time, but the Brexit has meant that the pound is in a situation where, like, you come over and you win seventy grand in Ireland. That's basically like sixty grand sterling. So it's way better prize money than they get. Like they run the Tolworth Hurdle over there for twenty five grand. It's a Grade One. And I think English trainers, like, I don't know why they're not sending more horses over to Dublin. It's like not a, not a long boat ride. We send horses over to Wolverhampton, bad horses every day of the week. Um, it's, it's, again, That's your I'm own horses sure. you're talking you got, about. Have you got experience with that, John? Yeah. Yeah. I've been to Wolverhampton. <laughs> have you been to Wolverhampton? Oh, several times, yeah. 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 It's an experience. Until they don't take your wife and whatever you do. Barry, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you want her murdered. <laughs> <laughs> Have you been to Wolverhampton, Davy? I have, would yeah. you believe? <laughs> John Duggan joins us for the first time this evening. John, good evening to you. Thanks, Chair, everybody. How are we doing? All good? Yeah. Well, at least you know who I am, anyway. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah so I can't wait for the uh, Leperstown Racing Festival. Um, thought it was brilliant last year. That's my local track. Uh, my first winner at Leperstown was 7th of March, 1999. Rockets Castle, 14 to 1. Probably the last winner I tipped her hat. Mm. Um, no, yeah. it wasn't, because you said, I, and you distinctly said at Christmas, when punters had the biggest bloodbath of all time, and I came in, and like I was basically like coming back from Vietnam, and you were like, <laughs> um, oh, I had a great Christmas. I was like, yeah. did you? Yeah. yeah. And you did. Yeah, and you've been looking at me in a kind of sour way ever since. M more um, so. Yeah. yeah, so Christmas was kind of... Uh, I was kind of gallivanting and hanging off chandeliers for a few weeks before Christmas. So Stephen's day was spent all day in bed. Uh, didn't do anything but watch racing and lost my shirt. Uh, the second day, went to Leopardstown, at a free bar, uh, and then um, kind of broke even. And then the, uh, ended up in another free bar and turned into a neon light, effectively. Uh, the third day, I was at a very solemn occasion. And I'm not trying to make fun of it, but I got a tip for the horse called the Church Gate. Uh, disappeared out of the solemn occasion, listened to the commentary, and it won a 10 to 1. Went back into the solemn occasion, tried to keep my um, expression the same. And then the last day, uh, I had a Clash of the Titans of Gavin Cromwell, and I was moonwalking up at the premium level um, after he came in. And Gavin Cromwell then actually accosted me, not moonwalking, it was a bit after that. But um, yeah, it was, it was, it was quite, a, quite a good week. So sorry, Johnny, uh, for your troubles. Um, uh, I, I also love the fact that you spent the day in bed but lost your shirt. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 
Yeah, okay. Um, <laughs> I probably shouldn't elaborate, but uh, yeah, no, I didn't have any company. Um, but <laughs> have, you found, have you found the shirt? <laughs> Has JD found his shirt? Who are you? Um, <laughs> so uh, one thing, one thing I, I noticed was a couple of things. I bought the Irish Field the week uh, before Leperstown, and I think it's worth you guys, if you're a punter or whatever, um, or just even just to, to read about the, the horses. To, like, there was an interview about, I think a horse called Rocky Blue won the juvenile hurdle uh, on the first day, interview with its owner, and I, I read Gavin Cromwell's interview. Oh, okay. <laughs> you like the colors. Um, uh, and then Gavin, Gavin Cromwell uh, had an interview and actually said, well, we probably aimed to clash the Titans at one of the handicap hurdles, and I think locals own or whatever, so it might have a chance. So, um, yeah, it, I always think it's really important to, like, I, I know at Leopards tend to do this great thing called the morning line or the winning line, where they've got a panel, and I think it's really important to the day, but just to try and follow, um, you know, what the trainers are saying, what they think of the ground, how they think their horses are set up for the, for it, and then, and then to, that'll give you a bit of a, an edge regarding your, you know, your investment of the day. Yeah, because Davey, we had you on, um, I think it was after the Grand National last year or after Cheltenham, and you were saying that there's not enough analysis of the races. It's always just about the prices and that you would like more of the conversation to be about how horses are going and just to, for the conversation to change a little bit from what the money says to what the people who know horses say. Yeah, I suppose. Um, well, say, uh, at the moment now, it, they all watch the market, and um, if if the market says it's not fancied, then they say the the professionals say it's not fancied, you know. But that's not always the case, you know. And it's I I, I don't know I don't know why that is, you know. It's it's just somebody somewhere seems to know something about something, and then it just builds and builds and builds. But like I think Kevin, you said to me today, like um. Why was presenting Percy such a yeah. such a, yeah. a good price? And I, I don't know. I don't know. Like the trainer had no did worry. You did you fancy a, a so strong before the race? Well, not necessarily. I'd be a bit of a pessimist, but I, I will say he, he won his first run every year, so you, that wasn't a huge worry. But yeah. his first run, the past couple of years, wouldn't have been in such a competitive race. So you know, then there was that aspect of it, but. I, I haven't I hadn't sat in the horse, I don't know, but he, the race he won last year, um, this year's race was looked a little bit more competitive on paper and um but when I got to the races Pat said, you know, Jiz were really happy with him, he's in great order and you know, I if I had in my head to say he's drifting in price, then he mustn't have any chance, then I wouldn't, you know, it would do affect... Do you know the price? Like, I, I couldn't care yeah. if he was 100, honest but to I God. Think you, I think you said the only time you'd know if a Charles Burns horse were fancied was if you were in Turles and you walked out from the weighing room. Yeah, that's right, you might see, but it, again, you might look up at the board or something, but that, that doesn't... It would you know that? It makes no difference. Yeah, rightly or wrongly. But it's mad, like, if like you could have a horse that's... Um, like Mam Trasna, like was six to four out to four to one the other day. And it just said, yeah, we were watching, like, and, and I, I couldn't explain. I was only watching because obviously we, we bred him, and then all of a sudden you see um, the Trevor Hemmings horse go from 
from three or four to one into favour and, and the horse we bred going out and you're saying, ah, oh, we're in trouble here. New relationship and with Trevor Hemmings he's going to yeah, the Yeah, yeah, he's Preston, Preston's chairman, Preston offence chairman, yeah, so I know Trevor quite well, yeah. And uh, Daniel McDonald was actually texting you and saying like, oh, God, there's a load of money for the Hemmings <laughs> horse, can you drop him a text? And I was like, hey, probably has other things to be doing. Like, you know. But I would watch the market for a bumper now to see what's fancied. Especially a bumper is, you know, because if, if a horse is 20 to one, it gets yeah, back into six no to one. Form as such to go yeah, on, so then no it's form. a little bit different, we'll say, from the likes of presenting Percy, because if yeah. if that price is drift, we'll say, if he's um, negative in the market, you're saying, oh, he's either got a yeah. or scope, bad scope, or so, you know what I mean? Well, you know the form, whereas in a bumper, yeah, you're looking. No the market is a big teller. If a horse went 10 lengths clear, you'd prefer to know if he was 100 to 1 or even money. Like well, that's it, you know, if a horse that you might, on paper, like, is trained by someone who doesn't usually win bumpers, or whatever, but if it's been backed, then you're you're just going to sit two or three closer to it, or you're, you know, you're, you're going to... Well, you're going to be aware of it, anyway, aren't aware you? Aware of it, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Th that's one of the most beautiful things about watching racing, when a horse goes way out in front, and you can tell that the other jockeys are like, okay, and they're all kind of almost looking at each other like, I want to be in my comfort zone, but when do I go here? Like, Because I could chase him and basically finish last, or I can hold on and falls, hope he falls into a hole, yeah. and I would say as a rider, that's like... You know, you, you have a lot of thought process going on there. It's like, well, am I doing the wrong thing here? And you're probably thinking of the likes of Matt Chapman. a little bit more credit than we oh, no, deserve. I, I, I think a very little thought process goes into it at all. Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 think, I think jockeys are amazing. I think, they, I think Ruby's the best man to know, like, an even pace, and I'm going to have my horse in his comfort zone. But you see the horses, like, maybe in England more so, where a horse goes out in front, particularly at a tight track, and you have riders behind her, like, I can't let this go, and the, the the first guy who goes after him often loses. Yeah, let's get in, let's get into these because uh, the, there's two days. We're not yeah. going to go through every single horse, yeah. every every race. Let's get into the winners. So <laughs> yeah, there's the winners. Yeah, <laughs> let's start with um, your tip, Johnny. Is on Saturday the 125, the Labrooks Dublin Steeplechase. You're going for Min. Yeah, I ultimately ultimately what I'm saying is completely hoots of derision from the crowd. Go on. <laughs> no, there was actually no derision derision was, whatsoever. Was, was. Ultimately, what I'm <laughs> <laughs> Ultimately, what I'm going to say here is absolutely irrelevant. Patrick is the man to ask about this. What's the story of Min, Patrick? Min's in great form. Dick Dowling, a headman who rides him out every day. Um, delighted with him. He was very good in uh, punches on over two and a half miles where he was quite keen. So the question we're going to be asked, uh, the question we have to decide on is whether we take on Altior again in the champion chase um, or whether we step up to two and a half. He's a keen running horse. You know, would he just tire himself out in the in the Ryanair? I'm not so sure. Two but five as well, isn't it? Yeah. It's even that extra furlong. Which um, and it's on the, the old course, or the new course, which is a more stamina. But I'd be interested to hear Davy's thoughts on what he thought of Altior the other day, jumping out to his left. I mean, to me, a horse like Altior, who's ran 12 times the fences, should be able to go down to a defence and jump straight. I didn't like him jumping left. Yeah, sure, I suppose. Look, he was out in front, and he was lonely, and he's never he's not usually ridden from the front, so 12 runs of offences. Like oh, here, come here. I, look, it's not ideal. And He's not a novice. But would you believe the only time he ran around Ascot before he got beaten? Interesting. Yeah. Um, so I just... Ah. Is Alter not a horse though, that has basically been winning so often that he's like he knows what he's going to do? You're, you're trying His only to, motivation. You're trying to give yourselves a reason to beat Alter, and I understand <laughs> that, and that's fine. But uh, there is none. <laughs> 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 well, just, just from the outside, you know, and, and that's fine because you're, it's your, yeah. your horses, and yeah. I don't want to. Jesus, you can insult a man's wife, but don't insult his horse. <laughs> <laughs> 
And no horse is unbeatable, but Altiar looks 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 a hell of a horse. No, to be fair, he does, and you know it'll be very hard to, to beat him. Do you All reckon right. Footpad's going to run? I don't know. Sure, look, um, Willie. Everyone like I mean, no one believes how laid back Willie is. Like decorations have to be done by ten o'clock, and I've seen Willie put in a horse at five ten, take it out at two minutes ten. He just he the way he works with his head is he puts himself under intense pressure that he has to make a decision at the last minute. Um, like he doesn't, most trainers have their decorations done by half nine. Willie doesn't even look at them until about quarter to ten. He has to come in from first lot, sit down, decide where he's having marmalade or jam, <laughs> um, have his toast. And like if, if Min is lame, like it can wait till he's finished his toast. Um, breakfast is just the most important meal of the day for the man. And <laughs> myself, David Casey and Ruby are pulling our hair out. To like, you know, we've, we've 56 horses entered here tomorrow, Willie, and um, we could really do with some, some help. I think uh, at the moment, Min is five to two. Um, I would strongly suggest, just from the vibes I'm getting from the man beside me, should back me in that 5-2, to we'll go off an awful lot short on that. All right, just a reminder that we do have a 100 euro charity bet for the Irish Inter Jockeys Fund, courtesy of the Tote to put on the Dublin Racing Festival. Our winnings to date stand at 1,485 euros, stubbornly. Is that sir. each? <laughs> Is that 100? 100? It's not for one, we're going to go for min at 5-2. to two. Would Tote not kind of cop themselves on a small bit and give is there a representative from Toad here, is there? Uh, <laughs> I'm not going to shine a spotlight into the crowd, but we might have... <laughs> Give us 100 euros each, surely. <laughs> no, I look, if, if Footpad turns up here, I'd be on Footpad's side. Um, and I think you've got to follow, follow Footpad wherever he goes, because I think he'll definitely improve on that run at Christmas. Beaten by Simply Ned. Did everything right, but I think he will improve uh, for that run. And I think that we got the sense from... Patrick spoke to us on Friday Night Racing that the horses will improve as they go on through the season. So... Footpad, I don't know what the ground is going to be like for the Dublin Racing Festival. Obviously, it's been better ground than we've expected. It's usually softer ground. But Footpad generally goes on any ground. He's a brilliant jumper. I think he's definitely an improver. So whether he turns up with this or not, I think Footpad is a horse you've got to be on the right side of. If he turns up on the day, I'll be back. Okay. What, what would Footpad be? Well, at the moment, I don't know what, Johnny, you know. But, Five um, to four, I think, maybe? Yeah, even money. Like, look, an even money winner is about a 100 to one loser, folks. Um, you know, so uh, value is all about... Is the thing going to win or not? And uh, no, I think Footpad is a horse to be on the right side of All right, then just yeah. a reminder, you can join Tote at the Dublin Racing Festival. See the Tote.com for more. Kev, you got a couple of tips for us? Is there any on the Saturday? Yeah, one on the Saturday, yeah. Um, I'm in the two o'clock on Saturday. Yeah. Um, is the Frank Ward Solicitor's Arkle Nova Steeplechase? Yeah, this Paloma Blue. Yeah, it's one over course and distance. Um, the man, three three to my left as well. He's he's ridden him out as well. And um, Henri de Bromed, and he's... Um, yeah, I fancy him. Fancy Plumber Blue. In I, the, in I, I hate the way he jumps. Why I, I just for for a horse of Henry de Bromets, uh, I I've been so disappointed. I don't know how he won at Christmas the way he jumped. His jumping at Navin was atrocious. He was just like a guy that was afraid of his fences. Um, but funnily enough, Brian Cooper, he's tipping him up big time for the JLT at Cheltenham. Where he's like he'd be more at ease yeah. over. I just I don't know. I mean, I, I don't know the price. I don't I don't know what price it'll be. But that's me one. That's that's certainly one for the Saturday. Anyway. Were, were yeah. you surprised at him, David? Just the way he's. For a horse of his kind of, I suppose, his background, that his jumping has just been, for a Henry de Bromhead horse, been very, very deliberate. I'd say he'd get better as he goes on. I'd say mm. he's that type of horse. I, I wouldn't be, I, I agree with you visually to look at it, he didn't look good. I haven't, I, I, I've schooled him. And, Did and you school more fences? Yeah, yeah. How um, was he? Jeez, uh, he, was, he, was, he was good this morning, though. He was so very good this morning. So I wouldn't be overly worried, but I do know where you're coming from visually. He didn't look brilliant, but uh, he's definitely getting better. Rachel, do you know if you're going to have a ride in this race yet? Uh, no. I'm just going to sit in the chair here and <laughs> not get involved, I think. 
What's Paloma Blue like? You obviously would have seen them up close. Um, yeah, look, I, I can't tell you any more than, than what Davey can tell you. Um, I, I just know he's, he's going to improve a lot. And, you know, Henry focuses a lot on his jumping and he knows that that wasn't fully up to scratch the last day. And you can be sure he won't leave any stone unturned there, you know. OK, so uh, anybody opposing Paloma Blue in this race? There's, there's Johnny, Johnny is no, opposed uh, by I his jumping. Not necessarily. Like, Mingley can, obviously. I, I thought he was... Again, Davey wrote him uh, on his chase debut. He was absolutely unbelievable. Yeah, I backed um, him that day as well. Yeah, I, back him there. I, I, I just thought he was desperately disappointed. There's an interesting horse in the race. Right? Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Some breaking news from the uh, good people at the Toast. Oh, da yeah. Davey asks and they answer. They've given us 100 euro each for all of Not for them. Okay, so finally, we're going to get off this uh, 1,485 euros that we've been stuck on. Johnny? Not looking at you. Okay, so uh, is Paloma Blue yours? Um, yeah, go on, Pal uh, Paloma Blue, yeah, on the Saturday, yeah. Please. Okay, okay, so Kevin Caban is going for Paloma Blue on the Saturday? Yeah. You're sticking with Min, because that's I'll it. I'll go with yeah. Min, yeah. Yeah, all right. Uh, okay, well, do you want to pick, well, let's pick our, our 100 euro bet each then, and we can go back and talk about any of the races that don't get a mention. Debbie, you got anything in particular that you think? Uh, I thought maybe a horse there called Midnight Stroll of Robin Tyner's um, in, hand in the, in the, in the, He's in the 345, yeah, his horses are flying to 345 on Sunday, and we'll go for 50 euros each way. Sorry, I missed that bit. He was talking in my ear. Say that last bit again, oh, sorry. Midnight stroll, 50 euros each way in the 345 on Saturday. On Saturday, the 345 on Saturday, midnight stroll. Johnny, you like this? Yeah, I'd, the Tyner horses are in unbelievable form. He's... Um, He's a typical cork man. Like he's, he's just. It's, it's very hard to get Sound. any. Sound. He, no, no, Sound. no, no. Like, cor what was the line there that came up recently on Twitter? Like a Kerry man versus a cork man. Kerry man goes like the cork man is the lad who'll go into the revolving door behind you, but somehow he'll not be out in front when you actually get to the, the end of the door. And it's like cork lads will tell you. They have so many versions of telling you something, and at the end you're like. Yes, I don't know. Like, is he telling me the truth at all? Robert Tyner is—he's just the sharpest, shrewdest guy going. Like, and no, no wonder that this man has had success for him as well. Uh, his horses are in unbelievable form at the moment. Okay, all right. But he's from Cork. Yeah. <laughs> Patrick, what do you, what do you fancy over the two days? Uh, I'm quite sweet on a juvenile of ours, which wouldn't be normal for me. But um, Tiger Tap Tap runs on the Sunday in the Grade One juvenile hurdle. He was only second at Christmas and got beaten by Sir Eric, one of Joseph's horses, but our horse hadn't been out on grass, and Ruby thought he was quite green. I thought a few of our horses need the run, and I thought he did very well to get it close. He did to, to um, Sir Eric. Sir Eric, and I think he'll improve past him. And I think if he improves past him, um, that's good enough. Um, and you'd be getting an each way price on him as well. And no, I wouldn't be like Davy a coward. No, I'd go all in the nose. <laughs> <laughs> Shots fired. And he, he's by a great stallion in jukebox jewelry too. Okay, uh, it's a couple of mares fall from it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so that is like myself. <laughs> Tiger tap tap on Sunday. That's the one fifteen at Leperstown. Uh, Johnny, we've got yours. Rachel, have you got a, a pick for us? Um, I know Petit Mouchoir is going to improve a lot from his run the last day in Leperstown, and he'd be a, a fifty euro each way bet as well. I'd say. Okay, so which in race the, is that? In the BHP Irish Champion Hurdle. Okay, that's on Which Saturday. Enough, that? what race is the, that? The BHP Irish Champion Hurdle. Mm. Do you know one about BHP? <laughs> Ten past three. They might sponsor What company it? is that? Yeah. <laughs> who, who, the BHP yeah. Irish Champion Hurdle? They're so many subtle uh, hints about Brian Hayes, the BHP. <laughs> <laughs>
Always be closing, I believe that is. Uh, mm -hmm. John, what have you got for us? Uh, if Footpad turns up, he wins. 125 on the Saturday. Um, that's my charity bet. If he doesn't turn up, there's a, there's a race, I think, yeah, I think Patrick's said there that race, Sir Eric would. I thought that was a good race at Christmas because I saw it nearly every bloody one of them, um, which is obviously the point. Um, Castleball West, I don't know where he's going to run, but I think he was a horse that uh, was in a good ding-dong battle with the big dog, and the big dog won today. I think the form has worked out. They were well clear of the remainder. I don't know, Patrick, yeah, where he'll go, but I think he's a horse to follow. Would you agree? Yeah, he's, he's improving all the time. Uh, I don't know where he I don't know where he go. He's in the 2-6 uh, grade one, I think, and he does look a stare. Um, he, so he's improving away. I managed to get him beaten. I have to ask you about that because Patrick went around like the tour of like the, the tour of Ireland basically that day, and people were like, I think Matt Chapman again. He was like, second horse should have won, and I was like, well, Patrick legitimately looked for the better grounds. Yeah, I think I should have won the race, but not because I, I went wide for nicer ground, which it was. And um, but laid your uh, challenge too long. Um, yeah, it was his first time over hurdles, and I rode him to get over the second last and then race. Um, which, when a horse first came out, makes sense, but it's too short a run in Clamel to do it. Um, so it was just, it was experience. I won't make that mistake again. What did WP say when you came back in? Uh, he didn't say anything, actually. <laughs> and that's, uh -oh. that's when you know you're in trouble, <laughs> when he doesn't say anything. I'm not angry, I'm just disappointed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Come here, when you said that you could uh, hear Matt Chapman uh, saying that uh, Duvan was drifting like a barge, is that because the TV is on in the weigh room, or mm. you could actually, right? No, it's on in the weigh room. All right. And does nobody think to turn the thing down, just like, <laughs> know, yeah, or yeah. is it like psyching each other out, going, oh? Or would you be have more sense maybe than listen to it? <laughs> <laughs> I, I think psychologically that's interesting, though, the, the horse did drift partly because it was an amateur riding him in the champion chase. That's not Ruby Walsh. Yeah, well, whether you liked it or not, like it was Ruby Walsh to Patrick Mullins, and yeah. I had a right good bet on him because it was like, Patrick's riding him, but that doesn't mean he should be six to one. Like this horse, apparently, you know, his work is fine. Um, and, you know, obviously he lost, but I was like, for much of that race, I was very happy. It, was, it wasn't like Patrick was that much of a handicap because like he's well able to ride. Yeah. Thanks, Johnny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it was like two to one out to six to one. You're like on the show again. I'll yeah. 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 <laughs> Patrick's been one of our more regular guests. <laughs> and it's all over now. <laughs> Do you have another tip for us, uh, Kevin? No, I've got one, yeah. On, on the Sunday, the three o'clock on Sunday, uh, bottom horse, uh, Libaga Roy, uh, which is... Um, Warren, Warren Gretricks, yeah. whose Great horses jumper. are absolutely yeah, so well yeah. left, right, and centre at the minute, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. just just a, a little, a little one a for Sunday, fit. yeah, a little one for Sunday. It's yeah. not the right form, is it? Okay, yeah. She won the um, she won the uh, novice chase at Campton at Christmas. It was a great she race. To win in in Newbury as well, she's Philly by that one. She's yeah. great jumper, well held in third. Yeah, hell of a run. Let's just go into a bit of detail about two more races, and then we'll wrap this up. So um, the BHP Insurance Irish Champion Hurdle. We've already had a tip. BHP is for Petit Mouchoir. Yeah. What do they do? So look, this this is a race that obviously uh, people are going to recognise the names: Faheen, Mellon, Petit Mouchoir, Sam Crow, Sharjah, Super Sunday, Tombstone, Far Class, Salier, Apple Jade, Lorena, and uh, well, Apple Jade goes here, which is int really the interesting one, isn't it? She's the lay of the festival for me. How come? Um, she jumps right. She's not going to get away with it over two miles. Uh, I will, subject to me emigrating in a couple of weeks, I will lay her uh, in the smoking area. Um, I will lay <laughs> apple shades. I think she's, I, again, and, and play for a bit of smoke. <laughs> again, again, I'm interested in your view on what's going to run from the Mullins camp. Yeah. Lorena won't. Um, 
possibly not. Uh, Steve Zemmer won't, won't run around on fence today. For Heen, it's day by day. He was very stiff and sore after Christmas. He was very lucky. He was very, very lucky. Um, so he's, he's back riding and he, he's riding away, but we haven't uh, pushed any buttons yet. Melon will turn up here. He, he will strip a lot fitter. Um, it's funny how sometimes when you see a horse home, you think they look fit, and then you bring him to the races and you see them with a racing saddle and a normal cloth on. And I looked at him in the parade ring and I thought, the size of him. And he's after getting some hard work at home now. Um, That's hugely significant information. That horse is four to one, five to one each way, and he's not going to be out of the tree. Like. He's, he, he's going to strip a lot fitter, a bit like Rachel said about Patima Shore. Sharjah could come here, um, but Willie did say he might go to, straight to Cheltenham, so not quite sure. And Lorena, I don't know. How good is Lorena? No one knows. Yeah, but you can't say that. You <laughs> cannot say that. The like, work rider has a fair idea. Yeah, Rachel Robbins, Rider, but like, yeah, like I've seen Ruby ride horse up the gallop and say this is a machine, and then they're no good. So like, it, that, it doesn't quite add up all the time. But her work at home is very good. The thing about her is she stands out. When you see her, if you see, if you can see her in the flesh, she's an absolute beast. I mean, she makes any power look small. Annie was a big mare. Um, you would, you would pick her out in the string. Um, like, look, all she's done is beaten novice mares. So you see the difference in Samco beating novices going up to stepping up against the big boys. Um, so she's only beaten novice mares, so she has to step up hugely. Could she? Yes. Can you say she definitely will? No. So I'm as interested as anyone else to see how good she is. There, there are 12 runners in this race at the moment, and if you back Melon each way, you'll rock up in the day with the three each way places on a horse that'll be challenging, I think, Apple's Jade for favourite, or certainly thereabouts. Okay, so that makes sense from this point. Are you going to swap your min bet then, no? Um, I, I think it's right up there with Min, min and, and each way double on Min and Melon. Can't right. go wrong. No, actually, don't let Johnny back out Melon as well. Do you want to lay me Min That's and Melon? That's the tip. <laughs> yeah, okay. And then the other thing we've got to talk about really in, in some detail here is the Unibet Irish Gold Cup goes to post at 3.35 on the Sunday. And again, this is a, an outstanding field of entries at the moment. Um, we hope that loads of these stand their ground. Johnny, what do you like here? Uh... We talked about for Zinda Percy, he's not going to run. Um, and in fairness to connections. Don't really out, John. Hmm? Don't really out. He's absolutely no chance of running um, in this race. Um, Davy might, might have been vaguely diplomatic, but no, he won't run in this, and he'll go back to Gorn. Um, I'm a massive fan of Road to Respect. Um, I think race tactics the last day were very, very critical to the victory of uh, Kenboy. And uh, I think Road to Respect is slightly underheralded. He's, uh, again, he's another, geez, this each way travel is going to be quite remarkable by the end of the night. <laughs> Give Road to Respect, Min and Melon each way. Road to Respect was very, very unlucky in the race at Christmas. He was, he lost so much ground twice in that, like, uh, basically his, his run was, his momentum was completely checked. And the goods he showed to nearly finish second, um, he, I can't but see him be in the first three and run a big, big race. And he's my idea of the Gold Cup winner for sending Percy doesn't do it. But uh, I, I think he's a great each way bet here. Okay, so that's uh, road to respect. What do you say in a hypothetical situation where presenting Percy didn't make this race? What else do you like? Oh, it's a hell of a good race. Um, Obviously, album photos, uh, farmers franked uh, usually today with uh, invitation only. So, that, and obviously uh, presenting Percy. So he's a high-class horse. Um, just again, uh, Rachel will tell you more about him. But Balco de Flo, uh, he is in some order. Um, he ran a big ra race. Had a great run in this last year. This race last year. So uh, I wouldn't rule him out if the ground was dry. Um, and again, you're not quite sure where it's going to turn up. Um, and um, um, 
you would have to say that 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 visually looking at the race, the last day road respect did look unlucky. But really, at the end of the day, Kemboy has a lot of ones behind his name, and um, I would you'd have to kind of stand and look at it. And uh, he's a very talented horse. Um, he got it all right. He put it all together at at the top end the last day. And to be honest, it wouldn't surprise me if he improved again for that experience. So I I, I think Kemboy would probably will be favourite and will justify it. But it wouldn't surprise me if Album Photo or the likes of Balco de Flo would get a little bit closer to him. Um, when you're on a horse that's won <coughs> over course and distance, do you notice the horse feels more comfortable in the race? Is that what it is? or what? Yeah, I think once a horse has a pleasant experience of a, of, of a race course, I've often stood in the yard in Cheltenham and watched horses come down off the lorry that had been there before. And you could nearly see it on their face. They'd be begging you, can you please put me back in the lorry? I don't like this place. And you can see horses coming down off the lorry in Cheltenham, or different, uh, no, I wouldn't see them as much in the race course in Ireland because we'd be coming, but in Cheltenham you get to see them because we're in the yard. And they'd grow a hand, you know what I mean? They'd grow an inch um, when they see where they are, if you know what I mean. So I would, it definitely does have a factor to play course and distance. It makes sense. It's a huge, I think it's a huge, um, it's a huge, um, part to play in a horse. Um, if a horse has a bad experience in the track, Come I here, would is there question. A, is there a possibility that horses like don't have a great experience but actually get used to something? The other, uh, maybe... Uh, they, do, they do, definitely. Uh, again, you see, it all, it, all, it all has its own thing. There Each may be reason. Individual. The end of the day. Yeah, there may be reason. Like, look... Um, um, so you don't ride off a horse just because it has one bad experience no, in the track? No, no. It has to be a consistent flow. Like, if a horse... Some some horses some horses do, but it's like a fella getting a, a smack in a, a hurling match. Like yeah, you know, some some fellas lie down, some fellas get up. Um, yeah. But every horse is different. They they have different personalities. Some horses don't mind getting get knocked, they get back up and win the next time out. Or some horses might take them. Kevin will tell you there about marking lads in a match. Mm. Like just some, I'd imagine you. I wasn't a great marker. No, but <laughs> but I'd imagine you'd go to a game and and you would say, oh jeez, not him again. He's going to stand on my toes. He's going to pull me short. He's going to pinch me under the arm. Like I'm not Fabregas. just. Just not Kevin, uh, Kevin Muscat. Uh, <laughs> but I'm not just this, you know, and then you go into your shell or you go to another game and say, that bastard got me the last day. He's not going to do it yeah, again yeah. today. Do you know, and you raise your game. Yeah, so yeah. It's all a... 100% look, that's what you do, isn't it? That's exactly what it is, yeah. And it's all about mentality and horses do have a brain, you know, so, and some horses, when they get to a certain stage, they either improve or disimprove or stay the same or... You know, they may be carrying an injury before and they may have begun or they may have been lacked a run or something. How much like as a jockey can you influence that or how much does that you need to yeah, that's feel your job. That's your job. That's your job, as, as David Mullins showed in that race at Christmas time. Would you um, have done that, actually? Would you have done what he did? Um, look, I suppose circumstances change. Um, we were going very slow and, and, and he was riding a horse that seemed to be that, that, that it suited, but I suppose, like... If you were riding for Jigginson, would that be different doing that for David, who's kind of having... He's on, he's on almost a spare for Willie Mullins here. Yeah, but look, that's what makes different riders good or bad or make them decisions. Do you know what I mean? Like, if David Mullins done that and he finished last, he'd have to go in face to owners, or, or more so Willie, because he's owned by a syndicate. Well, you know what, if you know what I mean. And he'd have to go in and Willie, I'd imagine, would say, you know, you probably made a bad decision there. But... 
Lucky enough, he's riding for Willie, who understands these situations, I'd imagine. Willie well, said at the time, he's, or afterwards, he's like, I was thinking at the time, what am I going to actually say to him? I'm going to give him a bollocking after racing. We don't uh, appreciate this. Well, that's I what he said. I mean, we don't appreciate did, this did, enough yeah. in racing that a lad makes a mid-race move like that to win a, an Irish Gold Cup. And well, he, was, he was faced with very easy choices. The, place, the, the pace slowed up, and his horse started to get keen. That's and he right. was a keen horse. So his choice you was, on do I goal. sit against him and fight him in a three-mile race and fight him for the next mile and a half and use up all my energy and, that? And plus your running around the bend down to that fence away from the stands I would much prefer to be going down to that fence relaxed than keen so he felt that but it was, a harder, thing, it was a harder thing to do I mean most lads would just yeah. sit against them because would, then you course, don't look yeah. stupid you don't make the mid-race move you don't look stupid if it doesn't work out you just you sit there you come back and say the horse is keen you got bet and David uh, he has this bit of a devil may care attitude and it works against him sometimes it works for right. other times and it's a bit like Paul Carby, like he just, and that's you that's take the plaudits when it works, and you must take the criticism yeah. when it doesn't. So, um, and that's what separates maybe a good rider again, relate to other sports to simplify it, or golfers or anything. You know, that's what separates them. The lad that's going to drive a ball out over the lake, or the fella that's going to drop short and take the safe route in. It's like Zidane oh, having the audacity to think the ball off the bar in a in a in a in a final um, in off a penalty and just say, Yeah, I'm gonna do this. Yeah. And then yeah. headbutt a fella. Exactly. <laughs> but ninety nine times <laughs> out of out of a hundred the ball will land in the water. And the one time it lands on the green and you win the open, then you're a hero. Yeah. And if they forget about the 99 times you dropped it in the water. And it was worth it. It, it was, was it was absolutely yeah. worth it. So. Uh, okay, so John, what do you like in the Gold Cup here? Um, I like Camboy because it's all about N K O T B. New kids on the block. Um, <laughs> so, does anyone remember them? <laughs> Who are they? I'll take that, fans in the audience here. Um, <laughs> so, Plan des Oboe won the King George, one of the biggest races of the season in uh, in steeplechasing. A Campton six-year-old, Camboy six-year-old. Um, I think it's about improvers. Uh, that's the way I'm looking at the kind of the Gold Cup market for for both this and for and for later in the season. So I think Album Photo has got jumping issues at times. Road to respect, you can't disagree with what Johnny's saying. He has won a, a Lexus, as they call it. I think it's a Savile's chase now. Um, so he likes course and distance. Um, Monali, I like as a consistent horse, but always tends to find one too good. Annabelle Fly, not so sure. If he needs a few more pounds to be a graded horse. Waiting, pa waiting patiently, he's never won over three miles, even when it comes over from uh, the UK. So, Kenboy, uh, I like the way he finished his race last time. I think he's an improver, and I'm with Davey as well. But I think Davey is, is spot on about Balco de Flo. was a horse I really thought was impressive of uh, in last season's uh, Cheltenham Festival. Um, he's run well at Leperstown before, and I think Balco de Flo, once again, Henry de Bromhead is a great trainer of chasers and getting them to jump. So, I think um, Rachel might back me up on that one. Yeah, I'd uh, love to be able to get the same tune out of Balco as Davy did. Um, he didn't run, didn't run well over Christmas, so he'll need to, you know, need to come on from that. So, uh, um, but he's, you know, w well capable of doing so. Lads, great stuff. Thanks very much to everybody involved here. My thanks to everybody involved in putting the show together. I want to uh, particularly thank our guests tonight, Patrick Mullins, Rachel Blackmore, Davy Russell, Nikki English, Emma Doyle, my co-hosts Kev, Johnny Ward and John Duggan, the Sugar Club for hosting us. A particular thanks to everybody at HRI and uh, Barbara White for helping us put this together, to everybody on our team for putting this together as well, to uh, Sue and to... JP and to JP never puts his own name on the uh, but that's JP everybody over there you can give him a big round of applause <laughs>
to Louise and to the guys on sound as well, but we can't do this show without the people who show up. So give yourselves the biggest round of applause tonight. Come on, you've been such a lovely audience. And one last thing, remember to get your tickets for the Dublin Racing Festival at leopardstown.com. Good night, thanks very much. Come on, Debbie, thanks a million.